0: Welcome to Coffee and Change, a podcast where we talk about change in our lives, our work, and our world, and how we're managing it. On episode nine, I talk with Andrew Farrell, Vice President in the Retirement Division at Symmetra Financial in Bellevue, Washington. We talk about CRM implementations, specifically about Salesforce, and how sales and marketing is changing with digital transformation. So, why don't we start off? You introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Andrew Farrell. I'm a
1: vice president within the retirement division at Sumetra Financial, located in Bellevue, Washington. Uh, I've been with the firm seven years. I've been in the industry going on, if you can believe it, I can't, 24 plus years okay. in various roles, primarily in sales and distribution. Okay. Um, but most recently, I've uh, tackled the endeavor of I think it's my third or fourth CRM within different firms and subsidiaries in standing up a CRM, which, um, as you know, takes on different lives of their own, and every firm has a different version of what it means to stand up a CRM. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, in this case, we you know, had a complete transformation with bringing Salesforce as our CRM. Okay.
0: Awesome. So you, uh, let's start off with uh, the, the 20 years in the industry, as you said, sure. you've probably seen a tremendous amount of change in, this, in this industry and financial. Um, what are some of the most drastic changes you're seeing now from the standpoint of what you do in your role in serving your customers?
1: Yeah. No, I'd, I'd actually start by saying what's starting to become an old broken record is everyone knows how many baby boomers are retiring. Mm-hmm. We get it. All right. That's just a number. Um, regulatory changes are definitely in the midst of regular, you know, a, a limbo, if you will, of regulatory changes with respect to our department of labor and mm-hmm. the ongoing delays there. Um, yeah. and then really speed to market and solving client needs that the problem state hasn't changed. Yeah. People need to have an amount of money to live on throughout their retirement and they can't run out. If they mm-hmm. run out, there's your problem. Yeah. Um, so we have a whole host of experts and people who we call on and financial advisors who are trying to solve said problem. The various solutions um, have been innovative over the years. In you know the heyday of the early 2000s, you had very rich living benefits within annuities, within variable annuities. Now they've taken a life within fixed index annuities, and you're starting mm-hmm. to see a resurgence of these riders with Fixed index annuities. Wow. Um, you know, other changes in the business. There's a different client-centric mm-hmm. piece of things that come to be, whereby both clients, our clients, are the financial advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we serve our customers who buy our policies and our solutions products. Um, but you know, their demand for service and the differentiation of service is becoming more pronounced. Right. Um, they just simply do not have time to go back to their client, who's very mobile, Mm -hmm. even in a senior citizen state, they have grandchildren to see, they have travel, going overseas is not as arduous as it once was. And to go back and ask for additional signatures in another meeting, it's always been taxing. Um, It becomes even more important to be seamless at this point. So we really strive to do that. And I, I think, you know, all things being equal, the companies that do well in that sales support, that service aspect... Um, win long-term.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting you're talking about sort of pushing it so that the enablement can happen exactly exactly where it needs to. You talk about mobile, you talk about service, and I remember recently a a sibling um, did a a mortgage thing and, and he was in between Switzerland and the U.S. and having to go back and forth and do all of these signatures when he was pretty mobile and trying to move a family and all of that and in between two countries. And, and at times it was very frustrating where he thought, how is it that in our consumer world, right. our day-to-day world... One-touch world. One-touch world, we've got this, and yet I'm sitting here with stacks of paper and sending stuff back and forth on fax machines and whatnot.
1: And to that point, well, I would say we're we're fairly well behind in terms of our industry, yeah. but we're trying to play a game of accelerated catch up Yeah. Um, and the stop gap between I don't know that we'll ever quite get there will there always be a delta between our industry and how heavily regulated it is and others um, I won't necessarily be able to answer that question but I do know going back to my earlier point is how creative you are in your solutions to solve mm-hmm. these problems will build that sustainable relationship with your advisor. Right. You mentioned the European problem your friend had. We just recently had a client who left for Poland. Mm -hmm. They weren't able to get a signature, but coming up with the solution of, well, what about DocuSign and e-signatures and scanning and that type of thing – you know, if we can create different solutions to solve those problems rather than scrapping it all together, um, we get points with the advisor and move forward.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, those advisors and those folks you have in the field. Um, I think when you and I first met, you were putting together the Salesforce uh, implementation. I had hair back then, Bill. <laughs> How's it going? You're, I think, you're almost six months in.
1: We are um, six months. We celebrated from April to October. Okay, absolutely. Um,
0: how's it going? What have you learned? What's, uh, yeah, what, what's been what's been fun about it?
1: Sure, fun. Um, it's been fun. I shouldn't say you know hesitate. It's been a, a real strong learning experience. You know, when we talked initially, one of the biggest concerns revolved around adoption and making certain that, you know, we only have one chance to get this right with our field force. They're out there, they're, you know, slugging their bags and we designed this all so that we could get to our customers faster, offer them a stronger value proposition. You know, I'm happy to report that, you know, all things aren't optimal, but our change management systems that we put in play Our build continues, Mm -hmm. and it continues to be iterative and progressive. Um, We have not hit that stall point of, gee, I just can't use this. This isn't, you know, for me, I gave it a try. You know, we started with a mantra of adoption, not an option. I like Um,
0: that. I might use that. Well, you
1: (laughs) certainly can. It's not copyrighted, and I might add you were probably part of the inspiration of that because we, we knew we had to you know, put both the carrot and the stick in play with this. And that being, you know, these are employees we're putting forth a mandate, but they have to find value from it. They have to understand how this is going to favorably impact their territories and their business. Um, So, you know, kind of going back in the six months, we did right away have an offsite agreement with the leadership Mm -hmm. of these various people, the users of Salesforce Um, we talked about who the potential outliers would be. We did Mm pre-work, um, presuming that that is going to happen. We didn't pretend. I think that, you know, if somebody were to be listening and saying, well, you know, what are some of the nuggets there of what to do, what not to do? Don't pretend that you're not going to have an outlier. Right. Identify who the outliers are. Cater to them. Mm -hmm. Ask them. Get them involved. Build parameters. Um... And contemplate what actions you need to mitigate the risk of just complete out, I'm going to throw it away on day two because I got my way and it's better. Right. Um, We did, you know, do our best to inspire and motivate people. You know, one of the biggest things included the whole data piece, which, you know, it's a huge component of this. I mean, devices, software, you know, Apple, Motorola, you know, whatever your device is, Samsung, all that being equal – Um, I'll touch on hardware in a minute, but, you know, the data set was we involved people right off from the beginning and told them, you will be able to play a role Mm -hmm. in data quality, Mm -hmm. where initially there's conversations of, well, no, data has to be governed. It has to be locked up. It has to be put into these chambers of no one can touch it. and. We, we kind of did the opposite. That's a big change, though. It's a huge change. Yeah. And, you know, we had a lot of different people who, you know, in different disciplines of our organization cite risk. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Um, you, you don't want to mess with data. It's, you know, the whole garbage in, garbage out thing right. when it comes to CRM. But the fact remains, the people who are actually putting data in are the closest to the actual clients which is what the data is all about right. so we took steps to empower them right. uh, we did put some guardrails up in terms of rules of engagement and you know that was smart and a good compromise but by allowing people to govern their own data in terms of territory management and data management that was a huge uh, buy and it continues to be is it mm-hmm. perfect I don't know that you ever gain perfection, nor should that ever be the goal right. within the space. I think it's really affording the day-to-day fight and being able to look in and say, look, this isn't right. The phone number's wrong. Yep. How many people change their you know, cell phone plans, even if the ability to carry over their number right. in our space? Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about different changes. There are advisors switching broker-dealer firms on a regular basis. Oh, uh-huh. And you can get data feeds and all sorts of things. Know from the distribution partner, but the feet on the street know best, and they know it quicker than anyone else.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting about the um, you know as you mentioned enablement um, and and perfection. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of people that if you chase perfection, you may never get off the starting block because the, uh, there's a lot of change, right? The the data's changing, the fields changing, the consumer choices are changing. Um, Thinking about enablement and engagement of those leaders specifically, that's one thing that you mentioned, you know, kind of put the data, they're, they're the trusted uh, person that owns the data. What are some other ways that, you know, that leadership engagement looks different today because of the technology that you're putting in the hands, frankly, of your teams, mm-hmm. whether it's on a mobile device or on a laptop, um, how does that leadership engagement change with technology and, as you mentioned, an accelerated catch-up?
1: Well, I think speed to market is, you know, an important piece of that in, in sort of this Uh, Rather than this prescribed data set of thou shalt call on these people Mm -hmm. and here's your list and go get them. Um, And I'm going way back because, you know, things have obviously changed between the green bar report of go get them. Right. But, you know, in today's world, it's, you know, let's take a look at this collectively together. Mm -hmm. The leader sitting down with whether it be the sales professional or whomever and saying, first of all, you know, is this impact analysis right? Yeah. Do you see things in holes in the, in a, do you recognize a problem state right off the bat? Because I don't want you calling me from the road and or concurring whatever expenses involved and saying, you know, that whole, you know, data set you gave me, that's all wrong. it's all wrong, it was all wrong let's yeah. Let's start from the beginning and have a collective conversation and bring the right team member together. And rather than the leader issuing edict, they act as a quasi-facilitator And there's going to be tough discussions. There's going to be conversations and mandates that eventually come because of strategic business plans. That's a fact. But to engage the people who are doing the work out in the field, on the phone, on the computers, and saying, let's just look at this and put eyes to it collectively together and have an agreement. And you ask the question of the leader. The leader's role is to gain agreement before you – and that's part of the change management process. Right. Right. Request a man, make the impact analysis. Do you approve or deny on the data ownership? I mean, this is nothing new, but that's the maneuver that if you do it well, you your competency there as a leader will be pronounced. You will get buy-in from your team, and you'll get better results. And we've started to see that already.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the other the other component you're talking about is trust. I mean, you're putting Clearly. you're starting from a place of trust, as you had mentioned early on in your in your comments. These folks know their customers best. They, they know their territories best. They know, and I know when we, when we talked a number of months ago, it was as you said before you before you start your day, you want to make sure that your time and your effort is going to lead to value. You know, you don't want to start down a, a whole set of clients and, and and realize, well, that was six out of ten that that wrong information or wrong location or wrong portfolio. Um, and so it's it's that trust and gaining that trust. Have you noticed the data? Putting the data sort of as close as you can to the advisors and to those. Has that trust increased, um, stayed the same, changed at all in terms of the way that uh, folks in the field are working?
1: I I mean, my pragmatic view is it it continues to increase, but in an incremental level. Okay. Um, It is not a flip the switch by any stretch. This is a real stat. Yeah. This is an ongoing, depending upon the territory and scenario and people involved, You know, they're going to iteratively build, and they're going to find flaws as they go. Mm -hmm. But it's being responsive to that. So, you know, it is increasing. The data quality is increasing. Mm -hmm. Part of it, it, from a leadership perspective, is taking a step back and allowing the teams to work themselves and hold each other accountable to say... You, know, you called all these people and you gave me a bad lead and did you not know this and can you go ahead and enter this right. within the framework of their own team rather than to constantly intervene as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so that continues
0: to be a favorable outcome of this as well. Okay. Um, specifically on the data, I'm curious, um, when you think about, we had talked months ago about dashboards and adoption sure. and looking at the same data set for decision making and I recently, as I mentioned, read an article in, in HBR that talked about how change management is starting to rely more on data data driven decision making um, to help with adoption. Have you all started using things like dashboards? Have your status meetings changed? Weekly touch points, all that stuff. With as you start to mature in six months in with Salesforce,
1: absolutely. Um, you know, prior to Salesforce, we we had a CRM system within the framework of our internal sales operations mm-hmm. and various distribution you know, lanes, but from the external wholesaler or the external salesperson out there, they really weren't using it. It was a reporting device. Yeah. I mean, we faced the music. It was a management reporting device. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did when I did it. Check the box. Um, you know, fast forward today, again, ongoing, uh, we continue to improve. We're six months in. I like to say we're only six months in, but you know, people I report to say, "No, you're six months in
0: no, Yeah, six months give yourself in. the credit. <laughs> give yourself um, the credit of the work you know, you've done. know, as soon right? as you
1: have a win, you got to go get another one. But we're in sales. Look, the, the bottom yeah. line to that question is we have been using dashboards. Um, it's very, it's very much easier to use them inside with mm-hmm. people who are, you know, on the phones using different Pardot, which is, you know, the now Salesforce uh, marketing analytics tool, and things like that, we're only gonna get better. Mm-hmm. We are using dashboards externally. We have monthly dashboard calls which we have had for years. Right. But the substance of those dashboard calls really amounts to how far have you do you have to look back? Right. You know, it's again to my comment on speed to market dashboard calls were you're talking about something in the middle of October yeah. that happened throughout September yeah. like i've already moved on and i can i you know, can't go back and change I can't that can't go back and change that yeah. Yeah. you know and, and correct things now that conversation's changed it's more real time right we still have some of those same dashboards but as we build within salesforce we can say well actually i'm looking at today's data while people are on the phone that team i mentioned right. while they're on the phone they can, you know, refute, push back, or say, you know, you're right, and I've taken some corrective measures. Here's where we're winning. Here's how I need to possibly change the messaging, right. and that will only get better. We're very encouraged by that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, even our own our own journey in this. Um, it's been interesting to see the conversations change from defending uh, something, a decision that may have been made a week, a month, whatever ago to uh, responding to a question that has to do with real-time information. So it is it is an evolution, frankly, because old habits die hard. Right. And questions change over the course of that time. So you're, you're less about why did we make that decision, why wasn't the result, and looking at today, what help do you need you to know, get I, something across yeah, the finish line?
1: <laughs> I have to take um, a conversation I had with you know the people who are in the trenches, and this was one of the lines used is, you know, I'm finding that these calls, these discussions – I'd look on my calendar, I'd see it have one that's coming up, and I'd look at it like it was a court summons. And now (laughs) I'm looking at it like, no, it's kind of like my GPS. Yeah, You know, I can actually start looking ahead more so than, you know, I ever have. And I might not have gotten things right, but at least I have a better framework to look ahead and say, I need to, you know, move here, here, and here. We put a, you know, an add-on tool to our mobile functionality called map anything as well. Mm, okay. And, you know, that real-time look, I got this wrong. This was a bad appointment or I got the inevitable cancellation, which is just a law of average in sales yep. and distribution. What am I going to do with my time? Well, so where am I? Where am I and yeah. do I have any customers, prospects in the proximity, so I don't waste my time. Right. Um, you know, I won't give the exact price point, but we all know that an external salespeople in any discipline or industry, you know, that appointment costs a lot of money. Yeah. And when you miss it, you you feel a little bit defeated. You know, I know that that old feeling thing really. Yeah. Um, sometimes doesn't, and the whole quality and data thing doesn't take account, but it slows you down. Right. And so to be able to pivot fast mm-hmm. and look down and say, you know what? I could go here, here, and here. I can keep moving. Right. And that's important
0: too. And to rely on that tool. Know that you don't have to take, in one aspect, as a leader, you don't have to take additional energy right. to do research in an area that you don't necessarily know. And, you know, let's not underestimate getting on a plane, getting a rental car, going somewhere. Like, all of this stuff takes its toll. And so when you land somewhere and it doesn't go according to, you want to be able to turn to something and say, all right. Tell me where I can pivot or I can still get some value out of today as opposed to
1: any of us who travel know that it's bizarre. (laughs) The amount of speed of technology and how fast things have risen over the years only to find that travel becomes more arduous and problematic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, that parallel path becomes, you know, in a crossroad of, well, I'd love to move faster, but, you know, this airline's not letting me. I know I can't. I can't change the schedule of an airline. Um,
0: speaking about that, as as a leader and traveling, um, and just keeping up with change, how do you stay healthy in change? This is a question I've started to ask a lot of leaders lately because I find I struggle with it, um, and I'm always curious.
1: I think it's um, a thoughtful question. I'm going to answer it a couple of different ways. You know, specifically for me, it's. I don't prescribe to the embrace change. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of a cliche. I think you have to first accept before you embrace it. And I think looking in terms of it being opportunistic. Okay. And um, I stay healthy by looking at change as opportunistic and how to keep moving forward on things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not different as a leader than most people. I would imagine you like having options. So I look at change as... I'm only increasing the options by which I can continue to move and progress my okay. team specifically, um, you know. And it used to be that you'd wait magical fiscal quarters or you options. know some type of calendar, right. you know, piece to it. And now it's I don't have any reason not to institute change, or at the very least, and this probably um, answers your question more succinctly. I can talk about it. Right. I can talk about it without a big fear of backlash and that all yeah. oh, these people are going to, you know, freak out, lose it, resist it, etc. No, they're th- the speed that in which we play this game, you know, getting to our customers, serving them well. Doing everything we need to do to ensure that we're trusted. Right. Everyone is, by and large, accepted the fact that you have to look at things differently. Yeah. Um, so putting the menu on the table is how I stay healthy.
0: No, it's a it's a great it's a great analogy. You know, just looking at the options, right? Mm-hmm. The menu is there. It's not a prefix. Exactly. Uh, you can choose. Um, this one may take longer, if you were, or if you order that. Um, this one might take less, but you may not be as satisfied. Those those are sort of the. Um, you know the way people look at it. Um, specifically, I had a question for you about the Salesforce stuff. Are you guys going to Dreamforce? Are you sending anyone to Dreamforce?
1: We're having two people, um, two or three people. Actually, we're having two people from our business technology team okay. and one person from the IT team. Okay. Um, I got to see you two last year, so yeah. I checked my box. No, I—that's the answering benefit of these big functions, right? Yeah. I, um, I'm sending the people who are in the business okay. and in the know. We're going to look at Einstein hard. We're mm-hmm. going to go to that data analytics set. Yep. Um, the workshops, I, I have my people who, you know, myself, I'm looking at my cell phone. I'm looking down and magically September, all these weird area codes start popping up. Yeah. San Mateo. Yep. Um, so the vendors are out there. We're specifically going to have my team and that of IT look at Einstein. Okay. And I, I think in the whole theme of innovation, which is going to be a centralized theme for our firm in 2018, we can't do th- the same things we have been doing and expect to grow yeah. and build differently. We're yeah. going to look for innovation to play a strong role in what we start kicking the tire on.
0: Okay.
1: Um, there's some things we can compare ourselves to, obviously, but, you know, they build a city within San Francisco and it's, you know, utter chaos. We'll be thoughtful in terms of what we look at there. Yeah. But I think some of the best practices, we're going to seek out people who are through our engagement partner, West Monroe, mm-hmm. we're going to look at people who are at or around the same we're type of um, level in six months, yeah. six to months to a year, and do some best practice sharing informally. see okay. where that gets us.
0: Yeah, was, the the Einstein AI stuff is kind of fascinating. Um, I'm fascinating curious, and scary, right? At the same <laughs> time, right? Like, are we turning it all over? But I imagine knowing what I've researched about Einstein and specifically read quite a bit about you know robotics process automation right. or you know automation and the AI aspect. Are, um, are there areas that that you're looking at from the standpoint of what can be automated, as opposed to the human component to it, or is it more about the "Hey, do a bunch of research for us and tell us the trends"? What's the What's the part in terms of the AI and the Einstein that initially you guys are probably most excited about?
1: Well, I think D all the above and both and all that mm-hmm. because that's what they throw at you at these places, you know, yeah. these type of uh, events. But you know, we're very concerned about per unit cost, mm-hmm. not only within our firm but just as an industry. Um, how do you serve your clients well? And, you know, it is scary to take away the human touch. Yeah. Um, the feedback is overwhelming. Single point of contact, want to mm-hmm. deal with a relationship, right. that whole trust word and whatnot. How do you do that effectively? But do make some choices about automation um, and, and what can be done there. I think betting that out is going to be critical yeah. for Symmetra. And remember, you know, Salesforce is owned but one of our divisions. Mm-hmm. So the exploration in the Dreamforce and Einstein goes into how does it look for other two other divisions, mm-hmm. and what are the opportunities there? Yeah, um, we should be, you know, not only well along as we are, and continue to strive forward within our division and how we. Launch Salesforce, we have to be thoughtful on how this can translate into our other operating areas and shared services. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's not good to be a guinea pig and make a bunch of mistakes and hit your head over if you can't, uh, you know, alleviate that pain and For pay, it, pay it forward. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I was reading, it's um, Dreamforce is now 170,000 people, so um, just the thought of that many people scares me. Um, and and I, you know, It's I, a city within a city. It's a city, yeah. <laughs> it's a city within a city. But uh, there's there. I was also reading about how people are being very strategic on how they approach it, which you said, it's, you can't just go in blind and right. say, I'm going to attend all these events. You have to look through and say, what are other customers that are at the same maturity level I'm at? I'm going to go talk to them somehow, you know, so... Um, yeah, well, well, good luck with that. We're down to our last couple minutes here, sure. and I kind of just want to open this up to you in terms of things you are most excited for in, I guess, 2018 going forward and things that you're uh, kind of anxious about going forward in, in, in the market, in your, in your job, in technology. Anything's on the table.
1: Well, I'm excited to get DOL in the rearview mirror behind us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that looks like is anybody's guess. Nobody knows. Um, you know, we're in an unpredictable market. Yeah. It's exuberant. It's breaking records. It's great. People still need guaranteed retirement income, and, you know, they don't want to have to look at the market and, you know, wake up in Europe or wherever they're on vacation with their grandkids and, you know, have that 2008-2009 moment. Yeah. So, you know, we very much offer value proposition for that. That's exciting Um, and scary at the same time. I mean, some things haven't changed and the human behavior uh, (laughs) being an interesting one as I get older, you you know, you'd think you'd have a little bit more of the learning aspect of, you know, you, you probably should you know, buy low, sell high, but we continue to see the opposite and hear that. Um, but we still offer that, so it's exciting and we have a whole bunch of solutions and some really, really strong distribution partners that we continue to work with, um, and advisors and excited for that. Our parent company relationship continues to, you know, move forward with Sumitomo Life out of Japan and our new CEO starts Mm -hmm. February with Margaret Margaret Meister and, you know, with that, I... You know, one of her battle cries is innovation, mm-hmm. so that's always exciting. You know, on the trepidation, fear side, the markets are one of them. Um, I'm still excited about what is. We've only scratched the surface with Salesforce and yeah. all the change management pieces. Yeah. There's so many things with App Exchange and. Yeah you know, I mentioned the vendors. Yeah. They're, they there, <laughs> there's so many of them and they all have different solutions. It's a big ecosystem. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah. But it's so exciting to think about how you can improve the, the, the client, the advisor, right. all the experiences out there and play in a space that again, you're adding value to, um, you know, people who are needing retirement solutions, yeah. retirement income solutions. Yeah. And I would, you know, be remiss if I didn't say the people who work here, I'm excited for them because it's a great industry to be in. You see the value that you add every day, and the yeah. people are phenomenal. And yeah. you see people's work um, within projects like this. I would probably say it's more of an endeavor than a project. And they're seeing the fruits of their labor pay off, and it's exceptionally rewarding. And yeah. we'll continue to push that down the field.
0: Great. Well, good luck. I uh, look forward to catching up uh, and hearing how things go. Sounds good. Um, Thanks I appreciate for your, your help time. The way. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you.